Is that enough, Andy? Yeah. Good. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science loves long-haul flights. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Teabag Gibson. G'day. And Cameron Schmoopy Shiro. Hello. (laughs) We're getting good at these. I I feel like we're never going to run out of ideas. Um, (laughs) Gibbo. Long-haul flights. You strike me as a chap who uh, either annoys the person next to them or just falls asleep. I, I, I have to annoy the person beside me, How? I think, just by being. <laughs> just by smelling, yeah. snoring. Yeah. So I think it's unavoidable that I'm going to annoy people on a long-haul flight. Yeah. Do you like it? Go on, tell me. I hate you- long-haul flights. Why? They're boring. They're just boring. Really, really boring. When was the last time you were on a 10-plus-hour flight? um, 2008, when I went to the United States, it was a 14-hour flight from Adelaide to San Francisco. Mm. Mm. That was a long-haul flight. And then I had another, like, eight hours because I had to go to Des Moines and then I had to go to Ames, Iowa. It was a nightmare. 2008, there were some pretty good entertainment systems then and you didn't like it still. Yeah, you're a movie buff. Is that what they call it? Yeah, but you watch the same bomb? movies over and over. Oh no, no, hold, hold on, no. This was uh, this was an American airline. We were shoved in there like cattle, and there was like only two screens. Yeah, and they played the same episode of The Office about three or four times. Oh no, that it's was one of it. those. That oh, was that it. Yeah. You, you love The Office. I do, but like the same episode three or four times. Not doable. And then nothing else. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And none of the uh, stewards and stewardesses. Were nice to me. I, let's I make only a asked for food and drink name about and shame. twenty times. Name and shame, mate. I can't remember their name. Okay. Steve. No, no, no. The airline. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, uh, Rachel. Um, there and there was someone called Carol. Sorry if you've called Steve, Rachel, or Carol. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Andy, Andy, and Chris are out for you. Yep, that's coming for you. Uh, so it was American Airlines, I think. Yeah. For I think we know they're not American, very good now, don't we? American like, Airlines been have a bad reputation. Yeah, just yeah. one of those. Is things. that from Australia to there? It was, yeah. Oh, actually, no. It was Adelaide to Melbourne, Melbourne to San Francisco. Yeah. I, I, uh, I correct myself. Good. Cameroon, long haul. I bet you fucking love it. I bet you love to sit there, read your rules, yeah. read the game rules, <laughs> win at games, <laughs> talk about sports. Hang on. Are we talking about the same thing? Long haul flights where you're yeah. on a plane and you fly somewhere yeah. else? Yeah. All the rules on the games. You know, you can <laughs> play, play the games. games. No, there's no games. I just, I love the movies. Movies are a TV series I haven't watched before. Yeah? Yeah, love it. But it's, uh, do you, are you sort of person that kind of rations the movies? Like you kind of highlight them and go, well, this one is for an after dinner movie. And <laughs> I do, this one. <laughs> I do plan and plan something I like that. I bet you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I go through makes- the whole list, make a, make a big list, and then I try to work out what's going to be right. Predictively for the situation later on. Yeah, yeah. But most recently, I've been finding myself just binging through TV shows because you can always kind of, you're always half an hour away from a sleep. Yeah. Because you'll always like the idea that you'll sleep soon. Whereas if you're watching a movie, you know you're not going to yep. sleep for a while. Yeah. Unless you fall asleep. Mm. And my last, <laughs> my last long haul flight was from Canada to 
to New Zealand mm. last year and I was watching the TV series American Gods. Have you seen that? It's on no. Amazon Prime. And something that wouldn't happen if we were on uh, Chris's plane with the t- one or two TV screens, <laughs> this, is a, this is an R-rated TV show. Yeah. Ooh. And I've got three children behind me. Yeah. And at one point, I'm watching some very graphic gay sex uh, on a TV screen and I know I have children behind me. Wow. Actually, do you know what? While I was, so while I was flying this time, I did notice a little pop-up, a little warning saying, if there are people or young young yeah. sensitive minds I saw that around. <laughs> yeah and it's because of people like you perverts <laughs> like you is why that warning's there well when, whenever something like that's going on I always like make my shoulders a bit bigger and lean a bit forward over the, <laughs> so it looks like you're wanking <laughs> no my hands are in the air hands are in the air the whole time <laughs> honestly sir sir if you put your hands down I can't I can't, I can't. it looks Someone like I'm wanking I'm wanking yeah <laughs> isn't that why you're Hands are always in the air. It is. Look, you can see them. <laughs> and you, you've just been on a long haul Just flight. be. So I will uh, sort of carpet bomb this trip throughout this entire episode. But in summary, I went for a startup tour to the US, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, and New York. Anyway, there's the summary. But something happened to me, guys. Oh, no. Something happened to me on the long haul flight that I've never had or happen before. You didn't get upgrade to first class, did you? It was a bad thing. Oh, no, yeah. no. Did you get downgraded from first class? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get downgraded from economy? From economy, yeah. <laughs> I was on the floor. No, so I got on. It was the. It was a number of hops, but this was the longest one. It was twelve hours. Okay, mm-hmm. sat there. I had the middle seat, not ideal, yeah, but manageable, right? Yes. If you follow the unwritten rules of middle seat etiquette, where I get both armrests. Oh, is that? That's a thing, and more people should know it. I didn't realize that. No, so I've never, the, I've never uh, abided the, by that rule. The person at the window gets the win- gets the benefit of leaning. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. person in the aisle gets the benefit of stretching out, getting up when they want, not having to worry. Like more leg room. A little yep. bit more sense of space. Yep. Yes. The yep. person in the middle gets first dibs on both armrests. Yeah, that makes right? a lot of sense. But I do like sometimes you need with the. The remote's kind of oh, hidden yeah. within an armrest. Yeah. So I feel like in those instances, you get to keep your armrest with your remote in it. Yeah. Because it's quite annoying if someone's got their arm on an armrest yeah. and you can't get to your yeah. armrest. But that's, that's, no, that's but no more, that, right? Oh, so there was no, no little remote nope. in this one? Okay. Nope. See, for the person in the middle, yeah. the scum, yeah. I like you. to put my leg over the <laughs> over them and, and lean my leg <laughs> on them yeah. because yeah. they're scum. Yeah. 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 yeah, and if and I'm you just whisper to them, stay scum. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the toilet anytime I feel like because I'm in the aisle seat. Um, so guys, I'm in the middle. Yes, armrest in the, free. No, they're not giving me uh, both. No, one of them gives me the armrest. The other one, and this is the problem. Ooh. I've got a gentleman who sat at the window. Yes, and he's a larger man. Uh huh. Muscular. No, Tall. he was a large gentleman. Yes. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through the flight, so he's not giving me the armrest, mm-hmm. but that's not yeah. necessarily through his choice. Yeah. Okay. You know? So maybe that's, anyway, he's sat about halfway through the flight. That's the sleep stage. Yes. Right. The armrest that separates us is obviously a little bit uncomfortable for him because it's pushing into his side. Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, no. So he lifted up. 
the oh, armrest no. for a quick cuddle. Yeah. And his bulk spilled, spilled oh, no. onto my side. Oh, no. And touched me for approximately eight hours. Oh. Was it damp? It was warm. And how small did you try and make yourself? I have, well, I'm a skinny chap. And you are chap. a small, you yeah. are, you small, are small. You are small, you're weedy. I couldn't you're make weedy. myself small. Thank you for the clarification. Thin, weedy neck. Karen loves it when you do that. Look at his face light up. Like a fucking... Pipe cleaner calves. Yeah. All straw right. thighs. All right. <laughs> God. Um, I could not be small enough. Yep. In yep. summary, when a tsunami yeah. of flesh is coming at you, <laughs> and you want to you sit do? next Being to it, being small isn't going to yeah. help. No. You. <laughs> Your life of zero physical activity did not help you out <laughs> at all. <laughs> it did not help. Some people get lean by exercising a lot. Some people get small by doing nothing. Thank you, Andy. Which category me. are you? Nothing. Very good. Very good. Anyway, um, so continue with this horror show. Doesn't even stop there. Bloody hell! What? Right? Because something's worse. going on. Something's happening on the other side, isn't it? No, this this the other guy and the so uh, the he was seat. really nice and oh. he said to me when we got on he was like I know how this works just wake me up whenever he was an American chap he was yeah. small he gave me the armrest he was like I, I like trusted him oh so that's oh, the way it's supposed that, to be yeah that, he was good the, he, this I'm going to talk about this later this is what's important about civilization what. It's not it's not Kim Jong Un, it's not Donald Trump, it's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah. You're right. No, You're right. That's brilliant airplane citizenship. Yeah, it, is. it is. It is. It is Cameron. Well it done. Is. So it he is. so he's he's lovely. He's sorted, right? So Tsunami man. I've got I've got the tsunami coming at me. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he puts his feet <gasps> what? into my footwell. No. <laughs> So he moves his mass against the window, pivoting him so that he has to put his feet in my footwell. Oh, that's genius. This, that's so, genius. That's genius. The middle footwell is the larger footwell. And well, sometimes it's okay for a f- one foot. It was a separated footwell. Okay. There were. So like, you're saying that these are three equally Three equi spaced. No. A person's footwell is a person's footwell. Right. You can't. Even, you can't. That, even, that's you, a red. That's a red card. It's yeah, a red yeah, card, yeah. right? That's so immediate he's got ejection it, off the plane. He's got it in there, <laughs> and he's sleeping like a oh, baby, right? Of course he is. <laughs> I'm seething. He's essentially laying down across <laughs> across you, <laughs> and I was just like, like how how was an Englishman? Mm. Oh, Do this, I approach? Well, you, you just stiff up a lip, don't you? Stiff up a lip. Well, yeah. I was like, I did that for about three hours, but my anger, <laughs> I'm not proud of myself, but the anger got the best of me. Mm. Genuine, mm. like, anger. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yes. so I did this. So you didn't say anything? You put his hand. <laughs> <I did. laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You put one of his hands in hot water. Yeah. <laughs> I pissed on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kicked his foot. <laughs> okay. And it moved. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't wake up. Right? But it wouldn't have left your footwell though. It didn't properly leave, but I was He probably didn't register it. No, no. It... And then I was like, I've got to tackle this spillage problem. Uh-huh. Right? So I very carefully over the space of about twenty minutes inched the the armrest down. But all ah. it did 
was cons- it was like a sandwich press, <laughs> yes. and all it did was push me further. Oh, I see. Away from, but I was, and so that didn't work. Mm. And so once I realised that I actually had less room with the sandwich pressed mass that was spilling up. Yeah, as you're putting the armrest down, it's, it's pressing the flesh closer to. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just push. And so then I just lifted it up and, can, and that was it. And that's what I did. And do you know what? I didn't... You I, showed oh, him. You thanks, showed. man. I sure did. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Anyway, uh, would science like <laughs> more flights? Well, uh, Andy, was that on the way back? No, on the way there. Okay. So I wonder if you would have done something different on the way back because you would had uh, spoken to so many strangers, as we'll hopefully find out about yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Would have you been yeah, more confident to yeah. say, excuse, excuse me, me. Um, airplane citizenship... Uh, requires that you yeah. don't you give me the armrest and yep. you don't steal my footwell. Yeah, and uh, any area above the armrest is also mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign here, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so science, Cameron, long haul flights. A lot to learn about long haul flights. The yeah. ultimate long haul flight is currently being undertaken by the Voyager spacecraft. Ooh, and look that at is you. full of science. Ooh. And so science loves the long haul flight. The longest oh. haul, yeah, love it. Give that, that, yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, I have to say, high uh, praise from the tea bag. After your story, I can't tear my mind away from the horror of it, and so I'm a little biased towards no. I think science isn't keen on long haul flights. All right, no, that's just because of you, though, isn't it? Yeah, it no, is a no bit, science yeah. related reason. It is a little bit. But me and science were good mates, so I think it would think the same way as I do. Mm. And I think that science would only do long-haul flights in business. It's the only way to go. Honestly, if I had the money, there's no way I'd be next to spillage man. <laughs> there is no way. Were there any spare seats on the plane? No, it was a full flight. Absolutely crammed. Because I, the stewardess came by and I, I remember her looking and kind of registering and being like, there's nothing. Like I could see it in her eyes. Like there's nothing I can do to help you. Yeah. And did <laughs> like, you like just point like, what about first class? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet that guy went home, and I bet he was like to his mates, oh, "I had the greatest flight back." I bet he I did. did. I bet I, on his podcast, yeah. he's talking about the most brilliant this economy class. Little English fellow beside <laughs> me. He was the most comfortable person I've ever slept on. It was amazing. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Oh. Uh. Oh, that's. I didn't realize I had corners. Ugh. That's news from the week. Or three weeks. Because, P-poppers, we have not recorded because we've all I've been on a lovely, fanciful holiday. Yeah, and um, we've been busy too, haven't we, Chris? Absolutely. No, you haven't. Absolutely. You guys have yeah. missed me. Doing far more important you've things. Only, you've missed me and this is... I'm I have not missed thing. those noises you make. It's been over four weeks since I've heard them. They still distress you? A lot, yes. Good. Mm. All right, Gibbo. What have you been up to, mate? Give us all your right. news. This is this is this is the main part of the podcast coming at you. This is the big stuff. Gibbo's news. Now I've got a quick question for you. Oh, here we go. It doesn't already, even. We've already chatted about this, but I want to check. The last podcast was number fifty-two. Yes, correct. That means that's the two-year anniversary, isn't it's it? Two-year anniversary. Who yep. would have thunk it? Who would have thunk that that first podcast in your house, Andy? Yeah, with a single mic in the middle. Single mic that had to be heavily edited because of. People said some things that they shouldn't have. Christopher Teabag Gibson. Perhaps, yes. Um, who would have thought that two years later we'd be sitting in the relative comfort of Schmoopy's um, boudoir in 
with three separate mics. Just listening to me talk. Just for clarification, we are not in the lounge room. We are not in Schmoopy's bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'd love that. I'd love to do P-pop from a bed. Thank you, uh, Andy. Thank you, Cameron, for allowing me to project my life through the magic of the computer voice into... I'm just rambling now uh, into the ether. You're so, welcome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. It's been, it's been, has it been great? It's been pretty good. It's been really bloody great. Smoopy? I've enjoyed it. So, all right. Anyway, enough of that. Enough. Another paper accepted. Boom. This is a, a Smoopy paper as well. Oh, good. Oh, yep. Schmoopster. Like, he's lost count. Like, he, he's in academic mode. Oh, really? Another paper for this me? This was work done with the Chalkmeister. Oh. Citrus Rock. Good. Um, sustainable polysulfides for oil spill remediation. Brilliant. There yeah. you go. Using polymers to pick up oh, oil. He's, he's all about soak up oil. He's all about those polymers, isn't Saving he? Saving the world. Journal? Uh what is the journal? I've got it written down here. Advanced Sustainable Systems. Impact Factor. Hasn't got one yet, it's a new journal. Uh, but it is in your favorite publisher. Wiley. So it's inevitably gonna have a very good impact factor. Yeah, good. So there you go. Um now, another couple of little updates. Accurate graphene thickness paper. The one we're all on, yep. the one that keeps sighting through the roof. Yep. On the journal homepage, yep. uh, nanotechnology, it has been in the most cited section for quite a while. It is now in the most read section. <gasps> oh, Just good. got in there. Yep. Most read. Take I should, that. I should really start taking some screenshots of that. Have a look, man. Why haven't they told me? I don't know. It's a crime. It is a crime. But luckily, I check every 30 seconds <laughs> and I can tell you. And you um, do tell me. So, it, yeah, that, that's really, really great. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. It is very nice. Thanks, Chris. Um, no worries. Just past 1,400 sites and Scopus. Thank you. Oh, you did. Me. Thank you. Very good. All right. Good. Now, also, Balls last out. year, or this time last year, do you remember it was Women's Day? International Women's Day, yes. Uh, Renee was around yep. when we did that podcast. Well, it's just been International Women's Day again. Yep. What was the date? 8th of March. And we did the lab coat challenge. We get as many scientists together. We put on the lab coats. We yeah. count them up and we break it, records. Oh, we, yeah. we, we broke the Southern Hemisphere record last year. Absolutely. It doesn't me. count. Yep. If you split up the globe into hemispheres, it doesn't count as any sort of world record. Uh, from the guy who wasn't there. <laughs> Weather splits up the globe into northern and southern hemispheres. Not right. interested. Anyway, we beat our total from last year. Wow, huh? nice. But guess what? It's no longer a record because a bunch of universities got together and smashed our total oh, from last year. No. That's rubbish. But well done, though. Thank you. Thank More you. More than last Thank year. You. That's Thank good, isn't I it? I still Andy? think it's a bit rubbish. This is to help women in science. Now, What th- sized hemisphere would you need to have broken the record? Oh, oh, um, a Bedford, pretty small one. The Bedford Park Hemisphere? Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. That is about it. I think Adelaide Uni may have already done it as well and destroyed us. But, uh, anyway, we also had a visit. For, I had a visit from Blanche Dubois. Oh, Blanche, the Blancharama. Gave a talk at a workshop um, at Flinders University um, oh. and was in Adelaide for a couple of days. I... I was his uh, sort of chauffeur for a couple of days. Wow, good for you, Chris. Oh, you've really gone up in the academic world. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So he got to see a lot of my driving, which he loved. Yeah, you're a safe driver, Gibbo. You're a safe driver, mate. Uh, Also, some AFM scanning was done on some of his samples he bought with him, and there was no real issues. All went quite well. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm sure all our listeners will be be happy to hear that. Everyone everyone, everyone knows and loves Blanche Dubois. Now, uh, I have a new segment. Go on. Gibbo's proud moments. Oh, Gibbo, he's so proud. I'm so proud of Gibbo. 
So these are always going to be. This segment will always be centered on my my children. Oh, that's nice. The most proud moment. So my daughter okay. has been playing basketball. Yeah. And recently, uh, in one of the games, she scored a basket. Is it called a basket? Uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I've scored, um, I've scored a lot of baskets oh, in my time. Yeah, look at this. Like, you can't even let a toddler have it. Yeah, yeah. She's bigger than a toddler. She's, was, she's seven. Yeah. Is that toddler? When no, does no, toddler no. stop? Uh, I don't know. Probably when they're about five. I think they're out of toddler. Oh, two toddler years, Eriba. That's yeah. fine. Um, and she did some great passing. And what I noticed about um, on the basketball court is the boys tend not to pass. The boys oh, tend to get hoggers. it and, and, and hog. But Shauna, my darling daughter, is a great passer and set up quite a few baskets. Good. Good now, on Now, my son also did something that made me very proud. A poo. He does lots of poos. Yeah. Um, and I'm always proud of them. He did something that, that, that just filled my heart with joy. I sing a lot in the car, right? I like to sing. Yeah. And the kids And you have are, a beautiful voice. And the kids are a captive audience. I mean, they are literally a captive audience. Yeah, because they can't get <laughs> out of the car. Down and they literally can't get away. <laughs> and so I like to sing songs where I modify the words to songs. Okay. Yeah. To be so about I, you. About me. So I will insert yeah. my name into songs or rude words. <laughs> yeah. So Lady Gaga has the song Bad Romance. Yeah. I would sing it as in Bad Gibbo or Gibbo Romance. Yeah. Or <laughs> that doesn't <I> even <laughs> make sense. <laughs> That's not the point. Or I will insert uh, snot or something or yeah. bum. Something so Bum Romance friendly. or Bad Bum or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So Keelan recently, <gasps> very recently, did the same thing. There's a song out by a singer called Keisha called Praying, and in that song, she has a line where she says, <coughs> she sings. I'm Does she sing do it. that bit? I'm going to sing it. <coughs> Gosh, she's got a deep voice. <laughs> she sings, I bring thunder, I bring rain. Uh. Keelan sang, I bring thunder, I bring poo. <laughs> My heart filled with joy. <laughs> then, he, then he sang this, I bring thunder, I bring KFC. And there's a message to me and my wife there. I think we're ordering way too much takeout. <laughs> way too much takeout. And then that's my beautiful, beautiful story about my beautiful kids. Oh, Gibbo is so proud. One more little bit. This connects uh, to you, Schmoopy. Oh, good. Uh, the Royal Australian Chemical Institute magazine highlighted an article that we're on. Oh. It's one of the, uh, it's Angavanki Chemi. It's the few layer black phosphorus sheets that were used in that research. Hang on, is this the microwave one? Uh, the micro the, the phosphorine was made with the microwave, okay. but then it was used in a device. Okay, that's and allowed. You're that's, allowed. That's, that's that's nice. That's, so that's a good little good little uh, thing. So, boom, Gibson's done. Thank you. Thank that's you. Done, Gibbo. Thank you, Gibbo. Angavanta, Angavanka, Angavanta Kemi. Is that right? Can you not? Can you hear the difference? Go go again. Angavanta Kemi, Angavanta Kemi. That's that all was, right. That was better. That was really good. Yeah. Now do it again. I can't. Do <laughs> <laughs> all right. My news, and I have got some quirky news. Oh bloody hell! Here which we go. you guys what are gonna bloody love? Mm. Uh, does it involve me? No. I've just uh, got to duck out for a couple of minutes and go to the loo. So don't just keep going and don't worry about me. You are. I've glued you to that chair. You can't stand up. I've. 
had a paper accepted. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I'm glad I hung around for this. What? Again? The I greatest thought... career move you ever made was leaving science. Have you seen his sites you on Scopus? You left science over a year ago. I know. Two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Nearly? Well, no, year no, 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 two years. Year and, yeah, like, I don't know, yeah, 14 to 15 months ago. Unbelievable. This is the, honestly, leaving science is the best thing that's ever happened to my career in science unbelievable what is this paper um so it's <laughs> from incredible. my just over a year at uh uni sa which is the mirror so the solar concentration stuff and mm-hmm. it's a so paper you, you did things there i did things i produced publishable data yeah i just didn't write it up unbelievable. so yeah so and um it's in advanced engineering materials okay is this in the wiley Wiley? I didn't actually check where it was. I should have it known you guys like would have loved though, it. It looks it? good, doesn't it? Sounds like it's Maybe. Maybe. Now, where do we sit on an impact factor lower than two? Ooh. Yeah, I know. That's Maybe it's I'm... not in Wiley. 1.758. Okay. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not... a, look, I'm a bit of a, a slut when it comes to this sort of thing. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I felt. Like, I did a little bit of research. I'll take it. If so. It... If it's Guys. indexed in Web of Science and Scopus, yeah, I'll absolutely. Take it. I'll take so, it. I'll take um, it. it's called metallic adhesive layers for uh, silver-based first surface mirrors. Wow, nice. Um, I have been invited to give the keynote address. What? <laughs> at the Australian Medicals Medical Writers Association. What? <laughs> You, me, <laughs> keynote the right. So I've I've done invited talks as a science communicator. Right. This is another thing about this career move is that as a scientist, I my science wasn't good enough to get any invited talks. You got to really try that stuff. Like yeah. get in the so. So I've had so I've, this is actually the second in two weeks. I couldn't do the first one because of a clash with an, another thing I'm doing. Oh, but. So I turned down an invited keynote talk and then this one popped up this week and yeah, it's for the Australian Medical Medical Writers Association. Medical Writers Association. So what what are you gonna be talking about? Well they want they want to get this. <laughs> They want me to no. talk about integrity. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, <what the> <laughs> Have they listened to this podcast? No. And Have they, they spoken to you for more than three seconds? <laughs> and they never will. <laughs> um, actually, it was it was excellent. So, like this kind of like science communi- communication brand that I'm trying to build, which is like the you know light-hearted yeah. whatever like but they, you're not trying to build an integrity brand the, the editor said that i could have some fun with it boom because oh. i'm the, I, do, do you know who went yeah. last They're year in trouble now she was like last year we had robin williams from the science show abc like super famous journalist in the science communication world and she was like you got recommended to us holy shit i do not understand why that has happened i'm very grateful but I'm going to have to try. It's not until August, so they've got plenty of time to find out who I actually am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, two keynote invitations, one wow. that I can accept. While you were a scientist, barely anyone wanted to listen to you speak. Yeah. Now you've left science yeah. and everyone wants to pay you yeah. to hear you speak. Absolutely. Smoopy. Yes, You think Chris? what I'm thinking? It's a scam. I, I think I am, Chris. <laughs> What am I? What am I thinking? 
<laughs> he's got a good. Yeah, he's got a good. Well done. Well yeah, done. Yeah, it's going uh, well. BA. Yeah. That was yeah, a, well that done. Was... I'm, we're still slightly in disbelief. Oh, but same. Yeah, same. Yeah, well done. It's, I think uh, about a year ago when this was all like a couple, three months in, it was like, is this a good idea? And someone said to me, it takes, when you make a career change, it takes about 18 months for the momentum to build to the point where you, you know, have got regular pay and work and that people know. And that's exactly what's happened. It's just been over a year. And now people are actually like, oh, you, uh, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. And so it's about being consistent through that year. You did, you did go through a period where you off. drank a lot and cried a lot. I yeah, yeah. No, I still do the crying bit now. <laughs> uh, I can't afford to drink. Uh, and other news is, obviously, I just got back from the US and we'll talk about that later. But All it was right. great. Yeah, Cameroon. Schmoopster. I don't have too much. I didn't really think about it for as long as what Chris did. Um, <laughs> an idea came up. Uh, I, I, I spoke to. Are we having a brainstorming session? I'm not a massive fan of chit chat. Uh, when I when I want to be. What working. are you doing on a podcast? <laughs> I chit chat time. I love a chit chat. Chit chat. All right. Okay. I love a chit chat in the tea room. Yeah. What I don't like is the someone knock on my door to I don't know ask me for help or something, but then it turns into a really long chit chat. I listened to that podcast where my dad was involved. I think it's twenty four or something like that. Yeah. And you, that's what you led with news from the week. Was like. Someone knocked on my door. <laughs> well, I'm, it's still I'm, happening. I'm consistent. Yeah. I haven't employed this yet, but I heard of someone else's ploy to prevent chit chat. Mm. Ooh. Good. As soon as someone knocks on their door to start talking to them about something, they start a timer. Oh, what a dick move. <laughs> you don't approve? It's really, it's like. Sp- Speed chess at that. So, like, what, how stressful. So, hold it in front of them, you start the timer. Just well, how, a, how can you do it on the sly? I, I, just a big countdown clock. Down under the it. table, you could quickly start one. I don't know. Big red LED screen that just counts down or up? <laughs> That's down. From? 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes is all right. You can say a lot in 10 minutes. I thought it was like 30 seconds. Like so you get the timer, you press, and you got, you got 10 minutes. You got yeah, 10, 10 minutes, minutes is too go. much. Mm, that's that's a long time. Two all right. minutes. All right. All right. Just so that it's just to the point Who told and you no chit chat. Uh, it came up in a meeting of some kind. Weird. You know what he's going to be? He's going to be walking around with the timer all the fucking time now. Yeah. Every time we start uh, talking to him, we go, <laughs> you got two minutes, Gibson. <laughs> but aren't we chit chat? Nope. This no. isn't chit chat time. No, this isn't chit chat time. But we're at the pub. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to the bar. I've got no time for chit chat. <laughs> so you're going to try this idea? Yeah. Well, I like it. I, I find I get I get sucked into the chit chat hole way too often. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm just too mm. good to chit. And chat with yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are a chitter and a chatter you, you are too sociable Cameron I don't know I don't know if I like it it's a little bit too abrupt you no, can, it's, a, it's you can, horrible you can say I'm quite busy can we not do this now I don't understand yeah, why but that's have, a bit more awkward boom. than boom just uh, embrace the awkward it's, no, I tell you what, saying what? it out loud. It's coming from you, from a guy who sat next to a, a bowl of uh, tsunami of fish. Man meat. <laughs> yeah. Of man meat for 12 hours and didn't say a thing. I know. She just had a timer. <laughs> <laughs> you got two minutes to be on me. <laughs> and then I'm squishing. Two minutes it. of touching and then that's it, mate. Yeah. 
I just realised my niece needs a little gripe as well. <laughs> Shmoopy, it would not be not. it would not be news without a couple of Shmoopy gripes. Come on, come on. Right. Right so I don't like chit chat, and I, I don't need like, my fix, and I don't like unrequested advice. Unrequested advice. Oh, okay. So someone solicited. If I'm Give doing me an some- example, if I'm doing something and someone comes up and says, "Have you done this before?" and I say no. I don't care. Uh, don't tell me what, what you wanted to say. I'm not interested. If, <laughs> I, don't, if, I, don't ask, if I don't ask for advice, don't give it to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Noted. Note that, that Is that fair? I just feel like all of... Have you made many friends <laughs> at your new job? Be honest. Uh, hasn't so, exactly, hasn't so exactly you, been a big if goal. You, if you could video camera, he's spending a lot of time on his own in the corner of some little garden area <laughs> eating eating sandwiches on his own, no, cheese sandwiches. Yeah, but he's like, no one will come near me. I don't even have a chance to push the timer anymore. <laughs> so anyway, um, so you yes, you don't like unsolicited advice. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, cool. How do you tell them that? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Too, I, I let them talk at me, and then I just don't ask any follow-up questions. Do any of your colleagues listen to this podcast? They might. Okay. Yeah. Now they know. Well, now, it's, a, it's a good way to get it out. Get this it out. unsolicited advice could be from life in general. Okay. Not just from science life. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Like, you know what you should do though. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Get it. Give me some advice. <laughs> you should learn to love more, Cameron. So, publication news. <gasps> we, uh, Christopher T. Bag Gibson and I, a cheese on a paper that was accepted recently. Oh, congratulations! In the journal Small, we've talked about it before. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. we were were specifically requested to submit some artwork. Oh yeah. For ah. a frontus piece. Oh, lovely. So, Andy, uh, what do you think the hierarchy is for uh, front cover, inside front cover, back cover, inside back cover, and frontispiece? Advertisement. Where do you think Torn frontispiece corner of the What the hell is a frontispiece? I thought you were just being funny about the front page. No. <laughs> so, a frontispiece is its own uh, piece of artwork where you have your uh, some artwork you submit. You probably submitted it as the front cover and, yep. and didn't get it. And then you would add like some layman's abstract okay. on there as well. So it's like a, a pretty summary of your work. Yeah. Somewhere in the journal. Somewhere the- in the journal. I think it okay. actually sits the page before your article. Okay. This is how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top one is front page. Uh-huh. Second one is back page because both of those are on the outside. Yeah. Then you've got front page behind. What Inside, you say? Cover. Inside, Inside cover. Inside cover. Yeah. Yep. And then you've got backside front cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> back, inside inside back, cover. back cover. Yep. Oh god, I can't do this. There's too many, too many describey words. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is frontispiece in your list. The then uh, oh, abs- uh, yep. and then uh, graphical abstracts. Okay. <laughs> frontispiece isn't going to fail well. Yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, you get graphical abstracts for free, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, these cost some cash. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're we're, <gasps> we're very proud to pay our one thousand euros for this oh, frontispiece. That, t- these journals are raking <laughs> it in. But that's the thing: the journals quite happy to take all that money. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Will you proud? Why of not the- offer a frontispiece to every artist? Yeah, but I, I mean, I think that what we submitted is suitable for a frontispiece. Um, yeah, given it's the lowest ranking of the covers. 
then I suppose yes. <laughs> That's uh, killing it with I faint praise. I <laughs> believe that it's a thousand. Dollars, euros. 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 It's about a million Australian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a discovery grant. <laughs> someone, I, this is vanity pricing. Yeah. Like yeah. someone yeah. in the journal has gone, we're getting all these submissions for cover art now because it's easy and cheap and people have got the skills to do it. Yeah. How do we rinse these people for more money? Yep. Journals, apart from yep. Wiley. Is it a Wiley journal? It's a Wiley. Mate, look, Wiley's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> look at him under the thumb, getting his kickbacks uh, from Wiley. He's changed his story now. Well, yeah. you know, if it was Elsevier or someone else, you know, I'd, I'd under, you know, a bit Sad rubbish, thing for me, the frontispiece sounded really impressive at first to me. I was like, ooh, they're offering us a frontispiece. Yeah. And then it got explained to me and I became less impressed. One more thing before you press that mark button, Andy. <laughs> Science news. Oh, holy shit. My project that I just began this year and I yes. want to get a paper published as soon as possible. Let's yes. do it. Is to make hydrogen from water. You can do they do that already, don't they? Yeah, but not the way I do it. Okay. Last week I got my first positive result of creating D2 from D2O. Oh, brilliant. Oh my god. So is that easier? Why start with D2? Oh, because you can detect it. Uh, so I know for sure that if I detect D two, then the like that's deuterium. It's yep. hydrogen with an extra weight. Uh, that then it's definitely coming from my uh, water yeah. source. It could. It's yep. not hydrogens which is present in almost all molecules yep. in the world. Well, well done. Congratulations. Yeah. So that was well really done, good. So. I was well very done. happy well when done. that happened. Well very quickly, feedback what? from listeners. My oh. favorite. This is my favorite. Yeah, I love this. Um, Mike on Facebook. Mike says, just listened to the latest episode while being at a synchrotron. A synchrotron. I think Cameron can agree that any additional entertainment, especially funny one, is highly appreciated when doing night shifts at the synchrotron. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And keep it up, guys. Thanks, Lovely. Mike. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Thanks, Mike. We love so, hearing. I mean, my, my night shift at the synchrotron story... Uh, was when I had the that I have I had two cups of coffee, put yeah. one on a piece of paper on on my lab book, turned the page of my lab book, and then spilled <laughs> coffee everywhere. Ooh. Also, quite Ooh. funny. Ooh. Now, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I didn't actually destroy one of the ten computers in the room, which is nice. Oh, well, well done. <laughs> so I, yeah, there you go. Um, and another bit of list uh, feedback from listeners, which I. This happened, and this is some of the best feedback because it's completely unsolicited, and it's from a new listener Ooh. called Jess Craw, and this was on AndyMatter.net. Okay, AndyMatter.net. AndyMatter.net. The forum? The forum, okay. yep. And uh, the subject was Awesome Podcast. Nice. And it is a little bit annoying for me, this comment, because she's got the author order wrong. I'm first, aren't I? Uh, hi, Chris, no, Andy, yeah. and Cameron. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> last author for Cameron. <laughs> I'm first author. You're last author. Uh, I'm and your cheese. cheese. Yeah, as you should oh, be. Oh, God. Um, but it's, it's a great message. I've just found your podcast and I love it. You guys are very funny, apart from Gibbo. Uh, no, she doesn't say that. She says, you guys are very funny and I've picked up some great tips for my PhD. Publish, perish, or podcast makes great coding listening. Thanks, guys. Regards, new loyal listener. 
Oh, oh, great. Thank that's, you, Jess. That's, that's that's much appreciated. And listeners, get in, send us messages because right now we're not so famous and amazing that we'll ignore you. No. We'll you will s- actually get feedback from us. Yeah, we love it. We love it. And yeah. our listener base is growing. The state yeah. is growing. Guys, it's happening. Yeah, but when, when we do get to a certain level of fame, certainly I will, we'll be starting to ignore people, won't we? Yes, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. All right, everyone. You can introduce yourself. I'm... Andrew Stapleton, and I have been to the United States of America. Okay. Ooh. Thanks. I so, feel like there should be some American music. Yeah, like yeah. I'll, you I'll say put that. over some, some gunfire. Maybe the sound of Trump saying something. Build that China. <laughs> China. 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 That's a good Trump. That's good. That's, That's good. good Trump. Very good. Um, all right, so I spent... Just over two weeks with a startup tour of yeah, it is a tour. It was it was a study tour, 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 like a tour, tour. What did I say? <laughs> yeah, can I not say tour? You can say, of course you can. You're missing, you're, you missing you the, you're missing the U in it. The tour, tour. No, yeah, tour. Oh, what's wrong with you two? <laughs> a tour. Ooh, stop saying <laughs> well, you it. Say Why it. is there so much? Tour. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't tour. feel good, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. Tour. Tour. You upset Schmoopy. Tour. <laughs> oh, you're God. Still, you're anyway. Still get, you're still getting it wrong. Startup trip. Um, <laughs> and I visited Silicon Valley. <laughs> I went to South by, uh, South by Southwest and ended up with three or four days in New York. Which so I it? went all the way... Three or four. I don't know. I lost <laughs> count, mate. I lost count. Did you so go busy. to New York? Yeah, I went to New York. Holy New York's hell. bloody brilliant. Let He's me get told there, us though. like three times already tonight. Well, I have, I'm yeah. sorry. I was thinking um, of something else. So I, I'm going over there because uh, with Pocket Conference, which is my startup, which, by the way, is going very well. Thanks for asking. Um, I won a competition to go and have a yeah. look at startup culture. You came culture. second, but yeah. I came first runner-up winner. First loser. But all expenses paid trip. All expenses paid trip. A real trip. A not, real, a, not a joke trip. Not a yeah. joke one. So this one, uh, not a scam either? No. You sure? I'm not sure though. <laughs> yeah. I'm never sure when the scam aspect is going to pop up. Because yeah. um, they get you, don't they? They get you in. Exactly. Deep. They get you mm. deep. That's mm. why they do deep. it. Um, so what I've done is I don't want to brag about how awesome I was on the trip. Okay, well, that's it then. We're yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think I should do and what I've done yep. is I've taken the learnings from each place. So Silicon Valley, South by Southwest, that's in Austin, Texas and New York. And I've been like, what can science and researchers learn from the startup culture? I don't know, Andy. What can they learn? Because ultimately it's the same, like as a researcher, you've got an idea and you're trying to make that idea have impact either like or just work in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so in Silicon Valley, I spoke to loads of venture capitalists. These are people that put in a lot of money to make ideas grow. Um, I visited accelerators where you apply to go in, you get like three months and you've got to grow from your, like they give you $120,000 seed in, uh, seed funding and then you've got to grow as quickly as possible. And these, these entrepreneurs have, have, they're called accelerators. Yeah, so the, the, there's, a, there's kind of like hubs called accelerators that entrepreneurs go into. Wow. Yeah. 
So yeah, it went to Y so Combinator. What does it look like in an accelerator? Do you know what? It looks like a normal building with fancy stuff on the walls. Yeah. Like imagine. So that's the thing. Startup like open plan works for a startup. Yeah. I know people hate open offices, but all mm. of these accelerators and all these hubs that we went into, it's brilliant because there's people genuinely talking. There's like a lot of activity. I think that's you know startups all about talking and being agile and you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it looks like a normal kind of open plan office okay. with lots of people milling yeah. around. So it's not just, I don't know, I just had hoses, lots of hoses in, in my mind for some reason. Hoses? Yeah, I'm not sure why. Mm, oh, I thought there'd okay. be more lasers or something like that. Yeah, no, no lasers. That would make a lot more lasers. sense, but I've got hoses in yeah. my mind, yeah. So when you say agile, do you mean like you have to be able to get down and up off the ground really quick? Really quick, yeah. <laughs> when you walk in, so you've got to do... Fuck uh, that. I fucked that for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of rolling balls <laughs> yeah. just coming through the open plan. Yeah. People just throw punches and you've got to dodge them. Holy shit. That's how it works. That's startup world. Um, But in Silicon Valley, the startup culture is insane, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of incredibly clever people. There's a lot of resources. And it's just like the Wild West of business. And you. You were there too. And I was there, thrown in the middle. In the thick of it. That's right. Right in the thick of it. Um, In the first two days, and I think this is important for researchers is i know it's really boring and we've talked about it but you elevate a pitch mm. right i think oh you would have said it i so many had times, at right? least five meetings a day whoa and that's individual like meetings and just coming across people and being what do you do what's your startup like in the first two days I was a bit embarrassed by my elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. It was ums and ahs and things and what. And after two days of saying it continuously, I was like, right, I need to get this down so that people know exactly what I'm doing. And so here's a little tip. What I did is I wrote a little list of everything someone would need to know to understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of culled some of the things. I'm like, do they really need to know that part? Because it's a nice feature, but is it part of the actual like value that I bring. Yeah. And so I went through each one. And then once I got to my like final tight sort of top five things, I weaved them together in a sentence and that was it. Mm. It just really made me focus on what's important about what I'm doing. And for researchers, I think doing that. And it's really like when I was a researcher, like a proper one, not a successful one. Um, <laughs> when I was a real one, people were like, do you research, do you elevate a pitch? I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I can, I can talk about my research, yeah. but honestly, having a tight five point just or like thing, 30 seconds goes a long way. So that's it. The elevator pitch you were giving people was probably only about it 30 was, seconds. To be honest, it was probably most of the time about 10 or 15 seconds. Because t- that's the attention span people got. And within that time, they make up their decision, their mind about whether or not they're going to speak to you about it more. Mm-hmm. And if, the, if, they don't, if they're not interested, that's brilliant. You mm. move on. Cool. But- some people are interested. So, good advice. Yeah. Do that. Another thing, scientists. Yeah, don't point at yourself. Point scientists. Yes. <laughs> and me. I'm He's a still successful one now. That's He's right, still, mate. Published sorry, this year. Yeah, yeah. He's still publishing this That's guy. That's right. Thank you. Still getting sites. Um, have you heard of this thing, like the importance of being coachable? Never heard of that one. Ooh, no. Is this about taking on feedback? Correct. Oh, we yeah. are so bad as scientists and researchers. <laughs> Unsolicited advice, Snoopy. Yeah. Unsolicited advice. Yeah, Didn't exactly. ask you to tell me about this, Andy. 
And <sighs> it's a big thing in startup culture, which is vice, uh, sorry, venture capitalists who are looking to fund. Yeah. They'll not fund your idea unless they can believe and work with the team that's behind the idea, right? So you have really got to balance this kind of dual persona. You've got to be mm. someone who's a go-getter, an action, you know, someone who makes decisions, owns mistakes, like does all of this stuff, but also has this coachable act, um, side to you where if someone come up and said, hey, how about this? Yeah. Unsolicited advice. Yeah. You take it gracefully. You don't have to listen really, but you at least got to accept it as another point of view or another whatever bit mm -hmm. of advice that yeah. you could use and then go forward. Mm. Um, so this idea of being coachable, I think, is underplayed in research. I think, I, I mean, I could tell sometimes when I was training someone on the SEM, Yeah, you know when someone's actually listening to you and thinking, oh, yeah, this guy's method of doing this makes sense and I'm going to do it this way next time. Yeah. And other people who are like, I'm not listening. I'm going to work it out for myself later. The last thing from Silicon Valley uh, was this idea of culture. This maybe is for someone that's mid-career looking to grow a group. Maybe, they, maybe they've got their first PhD um, adver advertisement or job ad or, or they're looking for a postdoc. You know, someone like that. Once you have someone in your team who's a dickhead, they'll mm. infect everything mm -hmm. with that culture. And it wasn't until I went here that they were saying, hire slowly and fire fast. So in the, in the States, the, the firing culture is you can walk into someone's office and be like, you're fired yeah. for, no, for no reason. And they can just, they have to leave. That's yeah. a, it's a bit different to here. Here you have to have reasons. It's really hard to get rid of someone. But it doesn't change the fact that that hiring should be done slowly. Mm. And so the advice we were given as startups is make sure that they've got the technical expertise, but also take them out for a meal with your group. Go to the pub if that's your thing. Take them for a round of golf. Just like see how they interact with people around you. Okay. Because if they're a good fit for the culture you want to grow with your group, then it will work. And I think that's something that researchers probably don't think about because it's like, shit, I need someone to fill this position who's around. And it's maybe the, the lowest. It's either the person that's closest and easiest to hire or it's someone with genuinely just the best H index or mm -hmm. metrics. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that definitely, I think, happens a lot in science, mm. without a doubt. Because if you've got someone on hand, and sometimes it's a bit of the better the devil you know. Yeah. So the less willing. And then you've got to take someone out. And you don't really see that very much in science hiring. That certainly never happened with me. Right? Yeah, but then also how many groups have you been in where the dinners and golf days happen often? Yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I think socialising can be a little poor sometimes. Mm. But I also do agree very much that one or two bad people can really change the dynamic of a group, mm. especially in a lab. If some, one person starts being really messy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then everyone else is like, well, why should I try? Mm. Uh, and that's when labs go down the hill pretty quick. Um, all I'm going to say about South by Southwest is, because it was just a one bit, this was in Austin, Texas, just a big tech festival yep. with music and comedy. I fucking networked the shit out of that. Mm. Honestly. Did you just? Networking, little rule, sit next to someone, introduce yourself, say hi. You um, had that conference eaten out of your hand. I did. Well done. I did. Well done, Bia. Business cards, link LinkedIn is a way bigger thing than I thought it was ever going to be. Ooh. 
Really? It's what's, not just annoying emails? No. What's your LinkedIn profile like? Uh, it's up to date. It's up to date? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Good? Uh, no. No. Not yeah. up to date it's at all. It's important. I can't, remember, I can't remember the fucking password. Oh, or my username. Story of your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we've got a thing on networking. I essentially did all those things and it, it's just great. Network. And also I went to loads of comedy shows and that was brilliant as well. Uh, then I was in New York. And the biggest thing about New York is it's completely different as Silicon Valley. But I did pick up this tip, and I think it's true for whatever job, but particularly research, is how much stuff do you do during the day that feels really great doing but doesn't give you any sort of benefit to the job you're actually meant to be doing? Like, it's so easy to be busy. Mm, I suppose, yeah, that's true. All right. So busy to respond to emails. It's so it's so easy to uh, feel like do that thing that takes you ages and doesn't really do anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this this was a meeting I had with um, a startup, and she was like, every day, do uh, something that gets you closer to your goal, even if it's something little. So for me as a startup, it's like make contact with a potential customer make contact with an old customer, make contact with your end users, make contact with like, actually get on the phone, speak to them, don't send emails because that's rubbish, but like genuinely hustle. I mean like grow that relationship with an editor that you have worked with in the past or you want to work with, like that's gonna help you in the future. That's a genuine hustle that I don't, I think a lot of people don't do. And so having spoken at Wiley, because I'm fucking awesome. I met a few editors and they're all nice and they all want to have that engagement with the researchers. And I, I don't know how many, especially young researchers yeah. do that. I just, I've never f- felt like we have received an overture from an editor before. Mm-hmm. So say you, you send a paper out, it gets the best reviews ever. Yeah. And then the editor just writes back saying, thank you for submitting your article yep. to Wiley. Yep. Uh, the reviewers have accepted it. Yeah. Thanks. And there's the next part. I would really like to see the editor say something like, "Really great job, guys. I'd love to see more stuff like this in the future." Or so something like, like. A, something a bit more human. Well, or something so that I feel like I can actually converse to them like a human and not email back to them as if they were a robot. Yeah. Which they mm. probably are. Yeah. Mm. So what I'm saying is hustle that baby. Um. Anyway, so those were the those were the biggest takeaways from my two weeks in the startup world that I feel like would translate quite well into research life. Really helpful, Andy. Yeah, very good, Andy. Some really good advice there. But the real question is, now you've been to the States and New York, are you going to engage in some travel snobbery when you talk to people? Uh, So there was this one time I was in Central Park and, uh, you know, we were just playing guitar and smoking weed and... uh, (laughs) You know, this uh, like that. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, of course. Uh, good, good. Of Let course. me know when you're going to do that and I'll uh, leave the room. I've got some questions for you, Andy. Do it. People would have been asking you where you're from. Yes. What do you say? Oh, that's a great question. Um, because so, you are not from here, being Australia. Adelaide or Australia, yeah. You, live in Austra- you have lived in Australia for a very so, long time. Uh, once again, like the elevator pitch, it wasn't succinct at the beginning, <laughs> but it slowly got better as time went on. And I ended up saying, um, I'm from uh, the UK via Australia. 
Mm. Okay. Was the easiest way I could describe because otherwise it would be like, I live in Australia now, but I used to live in the UK, what, but now I live in Adelaide. Was there any point me- mentioning Adelaide or was that simply unimportant? People don't really know where Adelaide is. Mm. Um, in the US in particular, it's like Sydney or Melbourne. That's it. But not you e- have to say Melbourne. Not even Brisbane? No. Well, I, 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 nowhere near me, so I wouldn't have known. But yeah, when I was like from Adelaide, they were like, oh, is that near? And then we'd just say another big city. Yeah. 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 Now you are a well-traveled individual. Thank you. You were. We've already learned about one of your flights. Yeah. You you must have put in many many hours on the plane. Correct. While you were there. Yeah. Did you watch any good movies? Yes, I did. <laughs> Dunkirk. Yeah. Good one. And uh, the oh god the 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 Winston Churchill on the something hour. Darkest Hour. The Darkest yeah. Hour. Gary okay. Oldman. I haven't seen yeah. Brilliant. Do you know what? I watched those back to back because they're about the same time, uh, like the World it's War II. It's World War II, yeah. But also yeah. the same like couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, of Yeah, Winston Churchill evacuating troops from Dun- Dunkirk, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I was swelling with pride oh. uk oh like you, it's you are from the uk via australia yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was that moment where i was like good on your boys you know like <laughs> there was that moment that went through me did you just stand up on the plane and you're yeah, yeah. I put a knotted hanky on my head yep. and uh, got took drunk my top and off. punched yeah. an old lady. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is... What is it? Brewing beer. Brewing beer. Beer brewing. Beer brewing. I like the intro to that segment the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's just normal, isn't it? Yeah. It's not me being weird or anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You're still going to change it up soon. All right. You're not Andy, stop the you're going though. first. I am going first. Do All it. All right. Do it. When you're brewing beer, what's the best way to brew beer? That's what we're all going to do. <laughs> Do you tell me, my friend? <laughs> what is this, is you this, want us to, so you didn't do anything, yeah. did you? You want this, us to give you your science this. I've I've done this trick yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I what what is it? What is beer? It is when you're home brewing with friends. Oh. Well, there uh, you go. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so all these people get together. Right, it's an excuse. We don't. I, I'm not a person, Cameron, that would meet up. No, that's not the end of it. You, I'm not a person, Cameron. <laughs> I'm not a person that would yeah. meet up over sport. I don't have the Definitely ability not. to engage with people on a sport level. Yeah. Mm. But what I feel like I can do, and I would enjoy, is getting together and. Forcing my chemistry knowledge mm-hmm. into a situation where no one cares. Yeah. Beer brewing. Oh, uh, wow. au contraire, people what? very much care about beer brewing. Not B-A. with the amount of forceful commentary yeah. I will provide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see now. What so you you're, mean. you're yeah. providing sports style commentary into beer brewing. Exactly. Like everything that's going on, I'm micromanaging, right? Yeah. Oh, dear. And if they, like, oh, you're going to wear gloves? No, no, it's not. I mean, I would prefer you wear gloves. Are you. Is that really how you're going to use 
the pipette because it, yeah. really well, this is this, this is this is what you do the entire time the entire time unrequested advice I talked Unre- about unsolicited <laughs> unrequested advice all the way through the beer brewing process oh my lord um but of course the ultimate goal is that you spend some time together you learn some skills from me and then you have a tasting session uh-huh. and I don't know if you've ever brewed beer with a home brew kit I haven't they always tend to be a bit shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I me and some mates went in and, and bought a homebrew kit, and, and? We, it didn't really work out all that well. It's a bit shit. We, always we, we drank it too quick, too early. I yeah, think. it was too green. Too green. Yeah, that's definitely you've definitely done something wrong. <laughs> um, so what I'm interested in is the brewing combination of fun hangout time with friends, yep. and a beer that doesn't taste like marmite. Mm. All right. Mm. So what we're doing is we're getting groups of friends together. Hundred, sure. <laughs> groups of friends, probably groups of five. Yeah, groups okay. of five. Yeah, and twenty groups uh, of five. Twenty groups of five. Thanks for doing the maths. And you're being really helpful, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Chris. There's a there's a running theme through all of Andy's science. This and it's the number a hundred. Yeah, hundred people. Because I'm a hundred percent good. Yeah. Statistically significant. I'm statistically you are significant. A super sleuth. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. that up. Thank you. Um, super sleuth. So we got these these five no twenty groups of five, <laughs> and uh, I'm having a look at the the friend dynamic. We've got the sporty group, right? Oh, yeah. They're brewing a beer. Yeah. 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 Right? Hard. Then, they're brewing it hard. Boys, 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 boys. <laughs> Oi, man on, man on, right? They're doing that like yeah. wet meat slap. Blonk, or yeah. the whole thing, right? Yeah. Then we've got like uh, scientists. So chemists, physicists, uh, biologists, a mixed group. So we're changing Ooh. the friend oh, dynamic, interesting. right? Interesting. Um, and then we've got other sort of like doctors, nurses. Then we've just got builders. Yeah. Then we've got fr- just random friend groups, people, nerds, game, mm-hmm. just everything. And you game. Of. Yep. Your control group would be the unemployed? The control group would be <laughs> genuine brewers. <laughs> People who actually know what they're what doing. What they're doing, okay, right? Fair enough. Fair I enough. wonder if they could make a homebrew kit taste nice. Yeah, I wonder. Let us know, pea poppers. That's a mm. good question. Good. Um, anyway, so what we're doing is throughout the whole brewing process, we're looking at how much fun each individual's having in these groups. Yeah, is that um, important? Absolutely, it's part of the brewing. Uh, no one's having fun God in your group. Yeah, Kevin, that's, that's right. <laughs> Uh, There's one guy yelling and four people crying. <laughs> Cameras are right, guys. Flog. Sit down, please. Sit you're down. A, I'll you're do a this. Flog. <laughs> That's a new word I learned tonight from from Schmoopy. I think it's an Adelaide thing. I have no idea. You flog. Um, <laughs> the camera loves it though, so it must be good. Uh, anyway, so so fun. And then at the end, we're having just the standard brew tasting thing so what's the body like does it get you drunk are you good at fighting afterwards just the standard <laughs> yeah. beer drinking metrics good at good at <laughs> standard oh. beer brewing metrics and we're balancing and so what i'm doing is finding the best beer that's the most fun to brew and then uh the rest of the people get put down of course they do. They get killed. Yes. You really are winging this one, aren't you? <laughs> How much time did you spend on this About one? 30 seconds. <laughs> um, Yours is all, there's no beer brewing. It's all about yeah, social, it's it's social like, gathering. Oi, I'm going to have a group and they're going to make beer and then we're going to kill everyone who didn't make beer good. 
or have fun because it could be awesome fun, but, but their beer could taste shit, right? Is there but a, that's still okay. Is there a what's the metric for fun? Make sure that no one in like in your group they're not crying, <laughs> and in Chris's group that they're not just all drunk for like they they're, they're just drinking the hops. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. You could do the standard yeah. metric There's no tests. Alcohol in that's holes, right. Sweat so, level, yeah. pupil dilation, all the normal all stuff, that sort of, and just stuff, general yeah. like subjective feedback forms. All right. Like, did you have fun? <laughs> yes. Oh, One okay. to five in Cameron's group. Two, because he told me to put two because I wasn't allowed to put one. <laughs> anyway, science this. Very Fun good. beer brewing. Very good. All right, enough wow. of that. Dead amazing, weight. amazing, yeah. Andy. Well done. <laughs> really good. Really good. You uh, tested yourself on that one. All this right, your Let's see what dross you've brought today. They actually, I got I forgot to say that this is from Mike. <laughs> Thanks, on the, Mike. On the Facebook. I like it. Yep. Yep. All right. So beer is made from the fermentation of mashed cranes. Cranes. Grains. Oh, grains. I heard cranes too. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, I'd like to hear that back. <laughs> How did they do it in the Middle Ages? <laughs> mash, it's easy to mash a crane, isn't it? <laughs> or are you thinking the of metal the, ones. the metal one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the metal one. Oh, these birds too. <laughs> yeah. I like it. This is an entertaining podcast. You anyway, are on uh, I, I'm on fire <laughs> today. Yeah, this is good. Um, All right. It's yeah. yeast which converts sugars into alcohol plus carbon dioxide. Mm. Yeast is quite good. Sometimes I love these biomaterials which are capable of just doing amazing things. Wow. wow. And yeast is one of these ones, isn't it? It is. It's a biomaterial. It's, it's like a living organism, isn't it? It certainly is. Mm. Mm. But the problem with the yeast is that it's really slow. <sighs> so That's what I've always said about yeast. Yeah. Hurry up, yeast. Come on. You're too uh, fucking slow, so yeast. So, in your regular brewing kit, you're going to have to wait about 10 days for yeah, the yeast to do its job. Too nah, long for Gibbo. Not good, not good yeah. enough. By that, I'm going to kill myself if I have to wait 10 days. And if you don't have it in the right Calm temperature down, range, it's not going to even begin doing anything. Which yeah. is probably what happened with yours. It has to be between 50 Fahrenheit and 100 Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's the optimum temperature for yeast. So, I want to speed up this reaction. Holy shit, he's going to use a catalyst. I'm not. I'm gonna. <gasps> I'm gonna continue using yeast because I couldn't find out what the active <laughs> uh, catalytic site was in yeast for this reaction. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I, but I would have. This is going downhill fast. Come yeah. on. <laughs> faster than yeast. So, how do you make a reaction go faster? Heat it up. Speed up time. Concentration. All right. Good. Temperature. Time you, travel is good for heat. Uh, uh, increasing the rate of most reactions, but it doesn't work in this case because kills yeast. it kills off the yeast. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy now, shit. Changing the concentration. Also a good way to speed up rates of most reactions, but yeah. it won't work in this case mm. because the flavor of the beer is coming from that mix of concentration of the materials. So what about be just really yeasty? What about pressure? Exactly. Oh, pressure's a good one. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Yeah, pressure's a but good in a example. But liquid, that doesn't matter. What's that? Pressure? Yeah. Yeah. You I th- can't compress a liquid. Um, oh, you can. Yeah. yeah what can. can you do? Uh, you kind of could. Kind but of yeah, could. It, yeah, it doesn't really work quite the same either. Um, so catalysis is another way to increase the rate of reaction. Yeah, yep. but you're not but doing that. We're not doing it in this case because yeast itself is the catalyst. Oh. And I can't, I'm not replacing the yeast. Mm. So the reaction rate in such a thing depends upon the number of collisions of our two materials. So how often can I make my yeast 
collide with my sugar with to the create alcohol. energy in the right orientation. Yeah. So yeah. Like oh without God. without increasing temperature or concentration. Put a little funnel on the active site. How's that working? So that you so that you force molecules down the funnel so you've got a big capture area yeah and it forces the molecules down into the active site okay more yeah that so one. they're kind of like just via spatially being restricted exactly to, that's exactly where i'm going with this oh i'm a genius <laughs> my god so what i'm doing is i'm putting my brew kit in a large tube yes keep talking i'm gonna connect this tube mm. safely and in a controlled temperature environment. <laughs> All right, mate. Oh, and s aren't watching. <laughs> to my upside down lawnmower. So my ah. lawnmower has a rotating blade that spins at 2,900 revolutions per minute. Yeah. Always look that one up. My liquid, uh, as it spins around at this rate, yeah. will be forced to the walls. And yeah. in doing so, it becomes a very thin film. You've just... Oh, no. this. Oh, I know what he's doing. <laughs> Oh, do you know what he's what he's coming up with? <laughs> yeah. And now, in this very thin film, we're going to increase the collisions oh my God. between uh, my yeast and my sugar, creating alcohol faster. Yeah. And so, by doing by by using this vortex beer device <laughs> to mix BBD. yeast and sugar. <laughs> I'm going to reduce the reaction time for my home brew from uh, ten days. Yeah. To 10 hours. Yes. Wow. There you go. There boom. you go. Boom. 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 That's that was an excellent. It, 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 it sounds original, but familiar <laughs> at the same time. All right. Here we go. All right. For Chris's completely original, non self aggrandizing idea. All right. It's original. <laughs> Unfortunately, the self-aggrandizing, I am going to fail there badly because this it's is not full, like you. This is full of self-aggrandizing. Um, so thank you for talking about yeast because I was going to go through the whole what is beer, blah, 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 and then I wanted to talk about yeast. And yeast is crucial to beer production, as yeah. the Smoopster said, and we're going to focus on yeast. So what is yeast? Single-cell microorganism classified as members of the fungus Kingdom, okay? Yeah. Now, what do we love about beer? What's the, what's the popular thing about beer these days? People love exotic beers, don't they? Oh, they love their don't craft they love their, beers. Don't they love their microbreweries yeah. and all that sort of thing. A lot of money in that at the moment. So, yeah, um, like doing this. Just taking a sip and going, mmm, mm, hoppy. Hoppy, very good. Double hop. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm gonna I'm going to come up with a little caramel. expression later on that's going to oh. gonna use some of that terminology <laughs> right. and that tone of voice. So um, what's interesting about beer hmm. is yeast is crucial and yeast can come from lots of different sources. No. So I, unlike yourself, Andy, I spent quite a bit of time on this science this and looked up a bit of stuff. And there's a beer called Mr. Twit's Odious Ale. And it's been brewed utilising yeast swabbed from the wood of Roald Dahl's famous writing chair. So that Hang on, that Roald beer, Dahl's bum ugh, yeast. Gross. You're drinking a beer that would definitely have his DNA in it and genetic material. That's incredible. And there's also a Rogue's Ale Beard beer, which is brewed from, uh, it's an Oregon beer using wild yeast originally cultivated from nine beard hairs belonging to Rogue Ale's brewmaster, John Mayer. Isn't that interesting? No. 
That's gross. Yeah. Well, it's going to get. Is it? It's going to get grosser. So right. yeast can come from people. It's effectively we can produce it. Yeah, I had a yeast infection once. There you go. So we can therefore personalize beer. What's the best conditions to grow yeast? Yeast grows naturally anywhere where there is sugar, moisture, and a moderate temperature above 10 degrees and below 40. Can you think of anywhere on my person where yeast could grow and flourish wonderfully? Underneath one of your breasts. Every square centimeter. (laughs) I'm thinking in my underwear. Yeah, it's in my moist. underwear is yeah. the ideal spot I mean, to grow yeast. I have always called it sugary down there. <laughs> <laughs> we it, it gives a whole new meaning to sugar daddy. Yep, yep. So we're going to need a lot of Gibbo clones, uh, and we're going to need to optimize the amount of yeast produced in my groinal region. Uh, we're going to need to optimize temperature, underwear material, type of garments I worn. I think it's quite unhealthy, uh, isn't it? Over the top of the underwear. No. Shorts or jeans? What's the best activity? Would it be perhaps me just la- sitting still, is lounging enough? around on a humid day, or perhaps after a light jog? Oh, something like come that. Come on, you wouldn't do that. No, only, <laughs> only to produce the ultimate conditions for yeast, I would, and then obviously not to change my underwear. So, for are extended you trying to make the most yeast or the nicest tasting yeast? Very good, very good. What is our goal? Is to produce yeast in the largest quantities with the most pungent aroma. That will aid in the fermentation process and is, beer production. Is pungent aroma important? I've said it is, but I have no idea. <laughs> so obviously, we've got some some variables. What we want to, I think, I think quantity is going to be very important, but obviously the potency to make the beer as well. And what will I call this beer? The fruit of Gibbo's loins, or <laughs> Gibbo's fruit, or li- or liquid Gibbo. So liquid Gibbo. Imagine Andy rocking up to the bar and saying, I'll have a couple of pints of liquid Gibbo, please, barkeep. Or or Cameron excitedly going to the bar and saying, I'll have a jug of Gibbo's fruit, please. There you go. Brilliant. And then you could have a drink and go, oh, Gibbo's tasting good today, isn't he? Oh, Gibbo's loins. You just gave me an English accent and Andy an Australian accent. There and you also go. barkeep. <laughs> good day, sir. There you go. So uh, I... And my underwear are producing the yeast to make the best beer ever known. Uh, P-Poppers, let us know if, if you would be interested in purchasing that because we're going to do a small batch run. Uh, only 10 litres, but let's do it. Let's, let's face it, it, I've been inadvertently making beer yeast in my knickers for years. Yeah. Yep. Time to make some money off it. You just said knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band VoiceRom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum. Any matter on it. And buy our mugs. We've also got mugs to give away. Leave comments and leave us a review. And this is the important one on wherever you get this podcast because that helps our ratings, that pushes us up in their streams. Uh, Rate us obviously well. That's the main thing. If you don't yeah, like please. us, don't leave a review. If you yeah. love us, leave a review. If you don't it like helps. us, please leave. That's and right. Leave. Subscribing helps as well. Ah, and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, Cameron. You, the listener, were just listening to Publish Perish Your Podcasts, and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Pocket Conference. Oh, yeah. yeah. As seen at South by Southwest. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, you're welcome, guys. You knew me before I was rich and famous. Mm.
Final farewells? Um, goodbye, and uh, in the future, get ready to drink Gibbo's loin beer. Bye. <laughs>